won. The national champion is clad in and big on. orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Drake Holly and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. And good afternoon and welcome in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake and I am in the studio with my good friend Clayton the Claw Harris as Coach Mike is... On his way back from Arkansas, seeing his newly uh, new additions to his family, his couple of uh, couple of grandchildren, I believe. That's correct. And uh, so we wish him safe travels as he's headed back to Tennessee from Arkansas. And Clayton is filling in, doing all the technical stuff, and giving us his professional opinion on sports and what's going on in sports and. Uh, for most most sports fans, the majority of, of football fans here in the state of T- Tennessee, things did not go um, very well this past weekend. We're leading off of that, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, we might as well. Let's go and talk about the, uh, pardon the pun, but the elephant in the room um, as the Tennessee Volunteers went to Columbia, Missouri, and uh, – Pretty much laid an egg. Thirty-six to seven was the final there, and the Titans went to Tampa Bay, sunny Tampa Bay, Florida, and they also laid an egg, uh, getting beat twenty to six by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as Will Levis uh, and the Titans. Were unable, like the balls, to generate any offense whatsoever. I mean, I mean, I, I just looked up Joe Milton's stats from the game against Kentucky. No, against Missouri. Oh, get. Oh, I'm so, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm Milton. I, Joe you know, Milton. That's yeah. right. I'm sorry. Right, go right ahead. Yes. Twenty-two of thirty-four, two hundred and sixty-seven <laughs> yards, a sixty-four point seven percent completion percentage. One touchdown, one interception, only one sack with a QBR of 71.7. I mean, you look at the numbers, they're not terrible. But you would never believe that with those numbers, you'd only have uh, seven points on the board. Um, Well, this is, you know, but the thing about it is, Clayton, is these, this is the second ugly road loss in the same year by the Vols. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first one, obviously, if people can remember that far back, was against Florida. Which is really seeming like, I mean, like, how did that even happen? Absolutely. And the second one, obviously, was this past weekend um, with the 36-7 to loss. <sighs> oh, and, and- – Tennessee fans are comparing this loss to the South Carolina game last year. 
just no energy, no life. Uh, just well, the big. balls allowed 530 yards by their defense to Missouri. Now, and, and don't get me wrong, Missouri's a good team. They're ranked number 14 in the country. I get it. It wasn't going to be an easy task to go up there and win the ball game. Vegas had it out pretty much as a pick. Tennessee uh, minus ten- three, I think. Well, yeah, and then Tennessee moved to three because Tennessee is just kind of more, I think, more of a high-profile, uh, old, older SEC school. And, you know, they, they kind of felt as though Tennessee had a little bit more, I guess, m- momentum going in that game. So the line, uh, and, and so did the betters. I mean, the betters had to bet it up to Tennessee minus three. I bet they wish they hadn't, but they did. Um, you know, the balls are now seven and three overall, three and three in the SEC. Um, let's, you know, let's be honest. Though. They had the balls had more turn. They had more turnovers than they did touchdown. They had three turnovers to one touchdown. I mean, that, that's e- Eli Drinkowitz, uh most definitely had this game scheduled or circled on the schedule. Let's not forget last year's 66-24 win by Tennessee where Tennessee scored 38 second-half points, 21 in the third quarter, outscored Missouri 21-7. But at the end of that game last year, Tennessee was still throwing the ball and running the score up. They outscored Missouri 17 to nothing last year in the fourth quarter to go on to win 66-24, to a 42-point win. So they were already up, say, 50-24 to 24. Going, and then and then added it added on that last seventeen in the fourth quarter. It was forty nine to twenty four going into the fourth quarter. Well, I, I guess that's where the comment came from Drinkwitz at the end yeah. where he said, uh, we beat their ass. Yeah. And he said that they had this game circled too. So I mean you had that running back who was a division two transfer that came in from Missouri that rushed for over two hundred or nearly right at two hundred yards for the game and then receiving had another hundred and something. He had over 300 all purpose yards alone. And, uh, they just, they couldn't tackle that guy. No, I, you know, Tennessee fans, you're out, you're out there. And I, I know you guys are out there listening to this broadcast. I, what do you, what do you say? I mean, next time, next time that you see your coach, you're in Nayland having a big time rolling over the top of, of a, Underman Missouri team, four win Missouri team, a four year. win okay, four win Missouri team, and you're you're running the score up on them, and then turn around and uh, twelve months later, a year uh, a year later, you get shellacked at Missouri thirty six to seven, um, and you got their coach talking smack against you. I know, I know it doesn't feel good. I know you don't like it, but you know. Karma, you know what karma is, and it begins with a B and ends with an H. Well, you, I'm just gonna you, you, you know gotta what? you gotta you gotta question Heifel a little bit too. You know some of this gambling, going for it fourth and one. You're in the shotgun. You're in you know your opponent your own territory, and you give you know you give up a big play, and they stop you. Um, that that those are huge momentum swings. And I, I listened to the Basilio fifth quarter show uh, after the game the other night, and. Their callers brought up some good points. How much was last year's success due to Hendon Hooker and how good of a quarterback that he really was? I mean, he was phenomenal. He yeah. he, he was really 
I mean, you, you look at his accuracy, you know, his, his arm strength and ability. And not only that, you, you look at like Jalen Hyatt and some of these other receivers that they had. Uh, you know, how much of that goes to credit Hooker and maybe not as much Heifel because uh, this offense is nowhere near explosive as what we saw last year. Sure. It's, I mean, it's, not, even, know, it's not even the same class. I mean, after watching the Vols last year, you definitely feel as though as a Vol fan and as just a, a football fan just watching the Vols play, you're thinking to yourself, golly, this Josh Heifel, I mean, he's got these guys – tuned in and they're this offense looks explosive they're not they're not much on defensive side right now uh, and that can be fixed but on the offensive side these guys look unstoppable they're just going to be yeah. putting up points like this ever you know since as long as Josh Heupel is at Tennessee as head as the head coach Tennessee is going to be geared up as a, a terrific offensive team however you look at disasters like at Florida and at Missouri this year. And they, <laughs> I mean, where's the offense? It, and was yeah. it, and I'm like you, was it double H? Was it, was it Hendon Hooker? I mean, was it only Hendon, Hendon, Hendon Hooker? Surely, surely it wasn't. I want you, I want you UT fans to say, no, it, it wasn't just Hendon Hooker. It was the whole, it was the whole offensive team and setup and the whole scheme by the offensive coordinator and Josh Heupel and blah, 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 blah. Well, if that's the case, then where's the offense when they go down to Gainesville? Where's the offense when they go to Columbia, Missouri? And they got shut out the second half against Alabama, too. I mean, they're <sighs> – Guys, I, I mean, I, I wish I had something better to better to say. I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the Vols, but you know, there's gonna and at what point there's gonna you, have to be some questions that are answered. Well, at what point do you give Nico a shot, the freshman? You know, he, he cost a lot of money to get in, and you know they, they've, you know, you can play four games and still be redshirted. I mean, at what point do you say, hey, we're, we're going to go ahead and get him ready for next year? Well, I, I, I would say it's probably right around the corner. Now, you don't do it this week, I don't <laughs> no, think. No, I, I don't think you do it this weekend. Now that they, uh, Milton mentioned it's going to be nice having a game at home after this loss that we took. Uh, Milton said it's an opportunity for us to showcase our talent. But having Georgia come into our stadium next week, there's only one way we play when we get inside that stadium, talking about Nayland. So that's where we're going to try to do <clears throat> try to do our best at, is what is what Milton said. Now, now that's true, but this year the Vols are only one in three on the road. I mean, you know, you've got to be able to I understand being able to take care of business in Nayland Stadium. I get it. But to be a great football team, to be a championship caliber team, you've got to win some games away from home and show people that that home field advantage is just not uh, what you're all about. You've got to go and you've got to steal that home field advantage away from some teams to show that you're a championship caliber team. And the Volunteers haven't done that under Josh Eipel. Well, not definitely not this year. No, not not this year. And then that road loss last year to South Carolina, which again uh, has been compared to this game quite a bit. 
I no. don't know. I you know, you, you just wonder how motivated. You know, Tennessee had an opportunity if they won Saturday to still control their own destiny regarding the SEC East. Uh, but with that loss to Missouri, Georgia gets in the SEC title game, and then the game that you were at Saturday, uh, Alabama at Kentucky. Uh, with Alabama winning that game, they clinched the Western Division. So, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, on November 13th, uh, both sides have already been decided. And they have been. You'll have Alabama and Georgia first Saturday in December in Atlanta in CBS's final game of calling SEC football. Crazy, man. Well, another Tennessee team that took it on the chin that looked mm. – I, you know, I don't know. Will Levis moving forward and uh, named the, the starting quarterback for the Titans went 19 for 39 for 199 yards, no touchdown and interception, and was sacked four times. And, and let's just, if you watch the game, let's just be totally honest. The, the Titans' offensive line is an absolute, complete disaster. They are terrible. It is hard for me to. <laughs> it is hard for me to even imagine that a man, woman, whoever, a talent scout for a pro football team, can put together an offensive line as bad as what right now the Tennessee Titans seem to have. Well, I'm just sorry. It, it, I it, it, it goes back to John Robinson. I mean, would you rather have a a, a third round offensive lineman or Malik Willis? I mean, <laughs> I mean that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's, it's just totally absurd. Um, th- this is just years of bad management. Derrick Henry had 11 rushes for 24 yards yesterday. I, I felt terribly bad for him. He literally had nowhere to run. Nowhere to run. I mean, it's 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 pretty damn bad when a Zach Wilson run New York Jets offense looks better than than the Titans offenses, and the and the New York Jets know that they have no offense, and they admit they have no offense. Yet the Titans still live under this cloud, this uh, make in land of make believe in an alternate universe that they do have some some semblance of an of an NFL offense. I just don't see how Vrabel survives this season. I really don't. I, I just, I, I think, I think Amy Adams shrunk may just, she may fire them all and just start over. But you well, gotta, she's got, she's got three years till the till the giant house gets that built. Derek built, and they're going to keep Henry. It's, and, and it's, it's going to be ready to go to play in on, and, on on the on the banks of the Cumberland. Oh, and that's not a bad piece to build around. You know, Derrick Henry, maybe Will Levis as your future quarterback. I mean, I'm still – I mean, you see this all the time with rookie quarterbacks, Drake. They come in and they look good for a few games. Then they get put on film and they get figured out and they're not as good. Look at Vince Young's rookie year. He looked incredible. Next year, not so much. Right, absolutely. Marcus Mariota, incredible rookie year. Next year, not so much. Right. I got you. And, uh, hey, but you know what? What I've said from earlier on the season – the best player for the Titans punted the ball four times. <laughs> yes, sir. For an average of 57 yards a punt. He did his job. And a long punt of 62 yards. Congratulations, Ryan Stonehouse. Uh, I think you should make uh, easily make uh, uh, the Pro Bowl, whatever, Pro Games or whatever they call that. I was watching a 
broadcast yesterday, or was it, it might have been yesterday afternoon, and the um, announcer, whoever was doing the game, whoever it was punting, I didn't write it down, but they mentioned, yes, and he's the punter of so-and-so, the averaging 52 yards punt, the best in the NFL. And I was thinking, hold on, mister. You need to talk about Ryan Stonehouse. He is the best punter average-wise in the NFL and the best player that the Titans, maybe he and Derrick Henry are the best two players the Titans have on their team, period. Yeah. You know, now DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, Deop's great and everything. But I'm telling you, just as far as being the best at their position, and right now nobody is better than the Titans punter, Ryan Stonehouse. So, um, you know, and it's tough. And another Tennessee team that just (laughs) – Vanderbilt Commodores got absolutely hammered. They're terrible. Against South Carolina this weekend, I, I don't. I, the score is like forty-three to six, forty-eight to six, forty-eight to three. Something I mean, like that. I mean, you think about it, man. If you're a Vol fan or a Vanderbilt fan, you tune in Sunday to the Titans game, hoping for some relief, <laughs> something to cheer for. You know what I mean? Something, something to, something to smile for, and yeah. and feel proud about. You and know, stick you, your chest out. And then you have to watch three hours of that garbage. I mean, it's terrible. Well, I'll tell you. Um, you know, and Coach Clark for Vanderbilt said it was the most disgusting display of football he's ever seen. Clark Lee, yeah, yeah, whatever Clark League and whatever former, former NBA graduate Vanderbilt said it's the most disgusting display of football he's ever seen. Because that's not a really good South Carolina team. Let's be honest. No, absolutely, it's not. I mean, they're they're they are they are below average. Yeah, I mean. Rattler is not, you know, he's not all that. But I mean, they and you know, they go up and down the field, obviously on Vanderbilt and South Carolina. Kind of been taking it on the chin from a lot of teams in the SEC this year, and just Vanderbilt just had to be the unfortunate team that that got lined up against them. Yeah. Win uh, couldn't have been any worse timing than that. Um, now Alabama nine and one. Number eight in the country. We're going to go over the AP Top 25 when we get back from break. But um, I went up for the Alabama game. Uh, the Kentucky fans were very nice, very hospitable. Um, Alabama had a good showing. The stadium was basically full. Kroger Field. Kroger Field. Um, and I tell you what, I tell you what I like about Kroger Field. It's about the size of Nissan Stadium. But it's tight. It's kind of tight. You know what I mean? You're on top of the action. That's right. I mean, we, we had some great seats. We were probably eight rows back on about the 48-yard line. And we were fortunate to find those. I scalped those outside the outside the venue. But we got in. And I'm telling you, we were right behind the Alabama bench. And it, was, it wasn't very far at all from us to the sideline, to Nick Saban, to all the Alabama players. And you just kind of felt. It had this kind of high school football feel to it. You know what I mean? Right. But I could tell that the whole stadium itself was kind of tight and right there up on the field. So it's a good place to go watch a football game. And Lexington, Kentucky this time of year is absolutely beautiful. So um, had a good one. Alabama obviously had a good one. And they're on their way to uh, to play Georgia in the SEC championship game. Win, lose, or draw. Chattanooga next week. And then they end up with, at Auburn, which is always a tough one. But this is the uh, SEC, and you got to play the schedule out. 
see what happens. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Clayton the Claw. Gonna take a little break. We'll be right back. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Clayton the Claw Harris. It is Monday, November 13th. And uh, as far as the AP college football top 25 go, the entire top eight teams uh, this week of the top 25 remained unchanged. With number two receiving seven first place votes, and number three, Ohio State getting one. And they are on a collision course, not this weekend, Clayton. I think it's next weekend. Correct. correct. Okay. Uh, Florida State was number four, followed by number five, Washington. Um, and the top five in the rankings are all 10-0. and 0. All those teams I just mentioned are undefeated. And, of course, Michigan, Ohio State, one of those will have a loss. And, Clayton, you were talking to me before, the, before we came on the air. And, of course, we're both Crimson Tide fans. And you kind of feel as though Alabama's going to be left on the outside looking in. If Texas holds serve and wins the Big Ten or the Big 12, they're in. They're they're in because they head-to-head. Okay. That's going to be so what the they head said. to head. Even even if Alabama beats Georgia, yeah. you're saying even if Alabama wins out, has one loss, goes to Atlanta, beats Georgia, and Texas wins out, Texas would still be in the in the college football playoffs and not Alabama. In my opinion, yes, because if you look at it here, Ohio State or Michigan's going to 
the the winner of that game is going to be undefeated going into the Big Ten championship against Should, Iowa. Against Iowa, they'll okay. beat they'll beat Iowa. Be undefeated. That they're in. That, that that's two that's in. Florida State is undefeated. They got UNA this Saturday. They got Florida the week after that. Assuming that they win the ACC championship, yeah. they're in. Okay, there's three of the four spots. If Washington was to go undefeated and win the Pac-12, they're in. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, but especially because and and, I, and like I told you before we came on there, I said especially because of Michael Penix Jr. and where he has been in the Heisman watch pretty much the front runner since mid-season up until now. And like you said, they go undefeated. Uh, that's what the Heisman uh, New York Athletic Club loves to see is a winner uh, when they give him the Heisman Trophy, right? Correct. Okay. So, so you're going to have – I mean, Alabama's going to have to have some help. They're either going to need Texas to get beat somewhere down the line. They still got Oklahoma State if I'm not – if I'm, if I'm, I think correct. that's correct. Uh, and then they're going to have a Big Twelve championship game. Uh, Oregon. I mean, again, I think the argument would be if Oregon beats Washington and wins the Pac-12, the argument would be for Bama. We beat an undefeated Georgia team. Georgia's much better than Washington. And we play. And we played an SEC schedule. Correct. In the uh, SEC West schedule, which is extremely tough. Correct. But we need Florida State or Texas to lose. There's just, I mean, we, we need a Louisville or North Carolina to beat them in the ACC championship game. We need, we, we, we need you know, a, an upset from Maryland to beat Michigan. That's not going to happen. Right. I mean, it's just simply not going to happen. But, again, Alabama has to win their last two and beat Georgia. Right. And if we think that going to Auburn is going to be easy, then – People obviously have never watched that game. That's right. And, and you know, so after the first five undefeated teams in the AP Top 25. We're third in line. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, and Washington all undefeated. Then comes Oregon, Texas, and Alabama at eight. Louisville at nine. Oregon State at ten. Now, they are the ones that could be the heroes for Alabama at the end of the day. They control their own destiny. If they can beat Oregon, and they got Washington this week, they got the Civil War game at the end of the season. Yeah, they beat both of them. We're I mean, in. They, I mean, we're in if we if we went out. I mean, it's a tall task, but it can be done. Oregon State's not a bad football team. Then, uh, and, and and that being said, if Georgia's undefeated and they win it, they're going to get in just based on where they're at already. But yeah. if they were to lose to Tennessee this weekend, or they were to lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game, then there are no guarantees. Just aren't. Mm. So, anyway, um, some other things have been going on around college football, in case you guys have not heard. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M is out. Um, however, Jimbo is going to receive $77 million plus on a buyout of his guaranteed $90 million contract that he signed, what, Three seasons ago, maybe. Yep. Um, you know, has college football come to this now, where the where the head coaches are signing a hundred million dollar? And I know we're Alabama fans, and I know people are sitting out there going, "Well, Drake and Clayton, they're both Alabama fans. Look at Nick Saban, what he's getting paid." Well, he's worth every penny. I can understand that. 
He's and, worth every penny. And I can understand. And people say, well, why does Drake question Texas A&M signing Jimbo Fisher to a $90 million contract? And he doesn't question the University of Alabama uh, signing Nick Saban to a guaranteed extension of six or seven years or however long he wants to stay at Alabama. Well, it's hard to duplicate Nick Saban. Right. You know I what mean, I mean? Kirby Smart's the closest thing we've seen. But I mean, track records, I'm, I, I'm a big horse race fan, so tra- track records speak for themselves. Matters. I mean, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You look at the program and see how your past performances have done on whether you're going to invest your hard-earned money on this horse coming up in the third race to win it, you know. So you look at his past performances before you invest the money. Now, did Texas A&M do that with Jimbo Fisher? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, you know. But obviously, they've made a they've they've made up their mind. They're going to part with Jimbo Fisher. They're going to have to pay him seventy seven million dollars. They're going to have to pay his coaching staff that that he takes with him or wherever they go. They're gonna have. They're gonna have to sign, give them some party money. This could cost. People have said that this could cost A and M up to a hundred and twenty-five million dollars just to get rid. Just to get rid of Jimbo Fisher. Oh, uh, they got the second largest endowment in the country. I mean, I'm sure they can afford they it. Got, they, I don't feel sorry for their them. Their boosters have all that oil money, and I'm telling you, this is just a drop in the bucket to them. But okay. who are you gonna get to that's any better? Who are you going to get? That's going well, to be they're anybody. They're talking about going after Leopold. That's at um, Kansas. I mean, again, who exactly? <laughs> I mean, I get it. Um, we also saw this weekend Boise State move on from Andy Avalos on Sunday. Uh, they fired him. Mississippi State, uh, after just eleven games, got rid of Zach Arnett. Um, he'll get a four, he'll, he'll get a four and a half million dollar buyout. And the Jimbo Fisher move was right after Texas A&M just got through stomping Mississippi State, what fifty one to ten or something like that. So Mississippi State in that one game, both head coaches after that one game, both head coaches are gone from those universities. Um, some other coaches that might be on the hot seat is Tom Allen in Indiana. Dave Aranda at Baylor, um, Dino Babers at Syracuse, Neil Brown at West Virginia, Jeff Halfley at Boston College, Dana Holgerson at Houston. I've always kind of liked him. He was at West Virginia and then and then went to Houston. He looks like he's got a great football mind, Holgerson does, but he just he has, has had a lack he, he of has, players. He has some issues, him. Yeah, I think there's some other personal stuff going in. Yeah, yeah, something else. Mm-hmm. Sam Pittman at Arkansas. What do you? Th- I mean, do you? I mean, again, I think he's a good fit there. Uh, I would just ask for patience. When they lost uh, Art Browse's kid as the offense coordinator, they just hadn't been the same. Well, you know, he went. He he won nine games in 2021. Yeah. Then went seven six last year, and now is currently three and seven. So that's not. That's not the that, that's, that's, not, that's, that's the wrong you, direction. That, 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 that's taking that's could, taking your team in the wrong direction. Could you, you can make the same argument about Josh Heifel. Well, in year three, year, I mean, what, year, what direction are you going in? I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I I think you're. And, and if you listen to the fifth quarter show on Saturday night, my God, I'm just saying. <laughs> they, they're, so they're, so Bosilli, Bosilli, what's that guy's name? Tony Basilio. 
Tony Basilio. <laughs> yes. Okay. Tony's I, a good dude. And, and so out of Knoxville, I'm not saying he's a bad dude. Oh, no. He just, oh, yeah. you know, he just he just talks talks poorly about Alabama, and then I don't and I don't appreciate. It. I you know what I mean? I completely and understand. Then, and then and then he he talks poorly about officiating a team in, in games that they clearly were not that competitive in. I mean, you know what I mean. I, I don't. But anyway, uh, so so the, his show in Knoxville. It's a post game show. It comes on every Saturday, and you listen to it after the Missouri game. Yeah, you know, this and, and it's not radio friendly. It has to be online only. But um, Vol Nation is upset. Well, I you know, and they, I mean they 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 were anticipating going into this game Saturday against Georgia with an opportunity to beat them and to go get revenge against Alabama in the SEC championship game. Well, that ain't gonna happen. It's not. Well, it's not now. And uh, it, it goes back to that lackluster performance we saw on Saturday. I don't even know if it's lackluster. I mean, it was just it was basically a no-show. Well, it's kind of what Drinkwitz, the uh, head coach from Missouri, said. It was an ass-whooping. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the only way you can Or ass-beating. I, I think he said beat their asses. So, it, I guess he, he referred to it as a ass-beating. So, that's that, – yeah, I'm just going to use his words. They're not they're – not <laughs> so – uh, and and so and, and also you were did, and you got on social media not long after after the uh, after Tennessee lost to Missouri yeah and there's a lot of people going hunting instead of going to the Georgia what, I mean, that, people are unloading their tickets on Facebook oh really they're not going to go to the Georgia game now no huh well you know Georgia's only like an eight and a half nine point favor we need isn't that crazy I think I might that, I, I think mean, I might go. To the bank and see what type of equity loan I can get on my house at nine points. I mean, don't, well, don't, don't I, you I feel don't, it? I, see, I think it's a sucker bet. I think they believe that Tennessee is going to play them in one Just heck of a them. game. Yeah. And so you, you're telling me that Tennessee was almost overlooking Missouri to I mean, get that, to that, Georgia? That could be a thought. Number 14, Missouri, that's been playing lights out pretty much football gave this year. Gave Georgia a great game in Athens. And so, and so, Coach Hoople, Heifel. Heifel didn't get his boys up from number fourteen, Missouri. I mean, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. I mean, it's it's a mystery. Wow. Okay, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. He's Clayton. Uh, we're going to come back for the last segment. We got Monday Night Football, and when, I'm also going to get the Magic Eight Ball out. So don't go anywhere. Be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. 
This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Clayton, the Claw, Harris. And they call him the Claw because, you know, the Claw is ever-knowing and ever-seeing. So, there you have it. Um, And also, I did, speaking of ever-knowing and ever-seeing, I did break out the Magic 8-Ball. Not going to let that pick out quite yet, but we have one ready for Monday night football tonight. And I'm going to predict, even though even though it is the Denver Broncos and they have looked terrible, terribly pitiful, mm-hmm. uh, and they are traveling from Denver, Mile High Stadium, all the way almost to Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. pretty much, yeah. on the right side of the state to play Josh Allen, who is your fantasy league quarterback. I need – give me six or seven points. Oh, I think Josh. you'll get six or seven, no problem. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Bills are seven-and-a-half-point favorites, and I'm telling you, just be careful about that hook now. Be careful about that half a point because seven plus a half can be – in pro football, I mean, that's a whole nother in, – in football, that's a whole nother score. That's a whole nother possession. That's a whole at least another field goal, touchdown, whatever the deal is. Seven and the anything over seven, anything fourteen and a little bit more is another score. I mean, it's a lot of points. Of course, the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Dallas Cowboy ended up at seventeen, and they just went up in the. You know, it's Brian Dable is. He? I don't know. Which you know, Brian Jones is out. Or it's not Brian Jones. Daniel. Daniel Jones. And I get it. And I get he's out. But, I mean, the, the Danny DeVito, I, I think it, he was doing the, the uh, Jersey Mike commercials. And they put it. Was it Danny DeVito? Yeah, it's Danny DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Danny. Little short guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's Danny. Playing quarterback yesterday for the New York Giants. <laughs> right? I mean, no, it's Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Yeah. From New Jersey. And he had on a couple of boogie chains. He had on a couple of gold chains. I saw, uh, and and he just, you know, he just can't seem to get it done. I, I don't understand. I know. How do you let a guy like AJ McCarron not be a top paid backup? I don't. I don't. Understand. You know what I mean? I don't understand it. I, I have. I don't understand. It. Unless I mean Malik Willis is employed. It, it's incredible. Well, tonight. Buffalo has now gone down. Well, Paul, Buffalo's, depending on where you find, you're going to find anywhere from seven to seven and a half. Now, FanDuel, I'm looking at it right now, has it at seven and a half. Excuse me, seven, but they're at minus 115. So they're charging a little bit extra juice, Clayton, to get it down. Get to that seven. extra half point. Right. Yeah. And so you could probably find it at other places at, at, at straight minus 110, but it might be at seven and a half. So. Uh, just depends, but the over under is forty seven and a half, which is a lot of you know that's a that's for pro football nowadays. Did you know that the uh, that the unders were hitting at about a forty percent higher rate this year? Wow, unders covering at about a forty percent higher rate than overs were. 
overs are in the NFL this year. Defenses are stepping up. I, and, I, and, you know, and, and you would think with the way that they protect quarterbacks in, the, in today's NFL, and they're so quick to throw the flags on for, defensive on pa- holding, yeah. pass, pass interference and then such like and, and such, yeah. that the numbers would go up. But I'm telling you, uh, unders have hit at a 40% higher clip than the overs have this year. So that's something to keep an eye on um, moving forward. Now, um, The only other thing that we really have to go over uh, might be where our ten- and it, it involves it involves NFL where our Tennessee Titans are going to go from here and and they're talking there's talk about moving Skaronsky to left tackle. I mean, I know he's a rookie. I know he's you know, but I mean, you might as well get. Eventually, do, do you feel as though that they 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 used the number one pick on him to put him at left tackle? Eventually, well, you might as well if that if that was the plan, you might as well go ahead and do it. You know, <laughs> what do you got to lose? Well, you don't have a lot. I, I don't know, and I, and I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with Derrick Henry. I, I mean, you got to keep him. I, I it, think- it would demoralize the fan base. I mean, he's all they're holding on to. Let's just be honest. I mean, what else is there? Who else is there? Well, Ty J. Spears is not the answer. No, I mean, I like Ty J. Spears and, a, and, what, yeah. and what he adds to the offense, but he's not—he's not your bell cow by any means. Um, yesterday, I don't know if anybody saw, but we were talking about Bill O'Brien undressing uh, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, former Alabama player, that was pulled at the end of the ball or towards the end of the ball game uh, and replaced by. Uh, Western Kentucky, right? Zappy yep. played at Western Kentucky uh, for the final drive with put in the ball game with a minute fifty three to go, and I think down by four points, ten to six in a thrilling ball game in Germany. Yeah, I'm sure those fans in Germany really they enjoyed just, that they sixteen just, point <laughs> sixteen point combined juggernaut there <laughs> blast. Um, so. Um, it was interesting to see Bill O'Brien just absolutely tear down Mac Jones, and um, we'll have to see what happens with Mac moving forward in that. Now, tonight, Magic Eight Ball says take the over forty-seven points in the Bills Denver game, and you should be happy. Bills have struggled some this year. Don't put the house on; just put a little something on it to make it fun to watch a ball game and see what happens. You know why not? That's over it. over in Monday Night Football. The next time we will speak at you guys will be Thursday afternoon about 4 o'clock and get ready for another big weekend of football. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. And for Clayton and Claw, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Thursday.